Warning, the Catholic Man Show is about to begin. If you're looking for a dull, feel-good religion, or clap your hands, sit around the campfire kumbaya, you've come to the wrong place. We are dealing with toxic levels of authentic masculinity. I would say good luck, but luck is for pagans. And welcome to the Catholic Man Show. We're on the Lord's team, the winning side. So raise your glass. Adam Minahan here with David Niles and Padre Sh- Sean Donovan. <laughs> I like struggle. I, I was uh, like wondering what it, I was. Uh, sh- I was gonna go like I was trying to think of like what 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 is that in Spanish? But my Spanish still isn't very good yet. What is Sean in Solamente Spanish? Solamente Juan. <laughs> yeah, Juan. Juan. Like, Juan, like, like John, like, like Juan, John. It's it's the same derivation as Johannes. Hmm. John, yeah. so John and Sean. Yep, and Juan and Giovanni. They're all the same. What about Sean John, the rapper? Yes, he's my cousin. <laughs> surprisingly <laughs> enough, John Squared. Yeah. yeah, little does he know it's yeah. actually John <laughs> Squared. He's redundant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Catholic Man Show. Uh, we have Father Sean in studio with us this evening for a. Uh, let's see. Have you one or two times uh, been on one and a bonus? One and a bonus. Yes. Yeah. yes, yes, yes. That's right. Okay. The Winged Hussar bonus. Yes. yes, yes. Which is the best bonus episode I think we've done. If so, if you're a member of the count, if you're a member of the Council of Man, and you have not listened to the Winged Hussar episode. You need to drop what you're doing and go listen to it. It will blow your face off. Even if it weren't a bonus episode, it would be a bonus episode because it's a phenomenal subject. Yes. yes. Just ask Juan Posada. Oh, ask or him. his son. Yeah, because he. Yes. That's what he. That's what he dressed up as uh, for Halloween. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, Dave, real quick, let's talk about the Council of Man, and then we can get into the the beverage okay. and everything else. Okay. So, the Council of Man is what? The Council of Man is a group of uh, future saints who um, want to support the show. And so they donate $10 a month. In exchange, in return, we send them... Uh, let's hit this up on the beverage cam right here. Can you yeah. put Ooh. one of our glasses right yes. there so they can Ooh. see up close? Uh, we will nice. send them one of our ca- Catholic Man Show Glencairn glasses. Uh, there's kind of a glare. So you, but Can't anyway, really it's, it. got our, it's got our logo laser etched laser. With, there it la- is. with lasers. Laser. So it's dishwasher safe. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a Glencairn glass. It is scientifically designed to make your whiskey taste better. Um, so we're going to send you one of those as just a thank you for supporting us, and then you'll also be in our private Facebook group. Um, we do extra content. Yeah, you get all. We of our also extra have uh, once a month a book giveaway. Yes, uh-huh. and this next month we're we're doing all three books by uh, Pope Benedict. Pope Emeritus Benedict uh, the 16th on the Jesus of Nazareth series. Ooh, mm-hmm. yeah. Which is, which is excellent. It yes. Is so phenomenal. all three go to one Council of Man Whoa. member next month. Wow. So that's Booyah. a pretty big That's a pretty big that gift. That's phenomenal. So anyway, join the Council of Man. You're going to help support uh, the Catholic Man Show. Uh, meet a bunch of other guys uh, across the world who are striving for holiness, living virtuously, trying to be awesome priests, husbands, Single men, living out their vocation, yeah. basically. Okay, yeah. now, let's get into the fun stuff. Okay. The, ma- the man drink. The man drink. 
Father, I'm going to let you... Okay. Uh, yeah, this is great. Yeah, because so, this was your idea. It was. So uh, for any of you who are familiar with a previous episode, Catholic Man Show did do an episode on the Nursia beer, the dark version in the mm-hmm. past. The extra. The, the extra. extra. Ale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's phenomenal um, as well. Th- we're doing the, the blonde version uh, this evening. They just have these two different kinds of beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, the story is fantastic. Uh, one of my classmates in seminary, maybe I'll just leave this here because it's just good looking. Mm-hmm. Um, he is a member of this monastery. So he went to seminary with us in Rome. He discerned a monastic vocation to uh, the Norcha monks, norchamonks.org. Uh, they don't go by that, but that's their website. <laughs> and so he joined up, became a monk right after seminary and after his ordination to the priesthood. And that's where St. Benedict and St. Scholastica were born. And in that the house where they were born, that's where their monastery is built. It's built upon the ruins. So it's pretty fantastic. A bunch of American monks actually kind of revitalized, refounded this monastery. Pardon me, but they needed some way to actually be able to... Uh, to fund their life. And they had a little shop, but not a whole lot to, to pay for it. So anyway, uh, they decided that they were going to be uh, brewers, much like the Flemish and, and uh, French-speaking Belgians as well. And so they went to Flanders. They went to Northwest Flanders to uh, the best um, monastic brewers in the world uh, at West Flaterin. If you're not familiar with West Flaterin, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, like, I feel like I'm not. I don't know. Do I'm you? not. I am. I am one of the sorry. Yeah. So it's phenomenal. It's it, it's a Trappist beer. So the Trappist beers in in Belgium, almost all of them are but made Flaterin in Belgium. But Flaterin is a place. West Flaterin. West Flaterin is the name of the the monastery. Okay. Okay. In northwest Belgium. Okay. And uh, so West Flaterin, they make phenomenal beer that uh, the Italian monks were invited to go learn how to make beer. And they learned from the best. And then on top of that, the brewmaster in Belgium said, would you like a recipe that I've developed that's a variation on our own? This will sustain your monastery into the future. (laughs) And they said, yes, please. How prophetic. Thank you so much. It is indeed the second best beer in the world. (laughs) 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 <laughs> so that's where they got this great recipe, learned how to brew. They've been doing so ever since. Unfortunately, Norcha, the original monastery, was destroyed in an earthquake just a couple of years ago. Yeah. So they've had to rebuild another monastery. They had another one up in the hills, and they built a beautiful wooden one up in the hills, and that's where they're living now. And uh, actually, my former classmate, uh, his name now is Father Martin, his religious name. Uh, he's one of the monks there. He's the sub so, no kidding. Yeah, highly recommend them. Wonderful monks. Very, um, they're they're orthodox. They're very faithful, and they're living out their vocation uh, radically. And they give us phenomenal beer. Phenomenal beer. And this is where Saint Benedict. This is his birthplace. Yes. So this isn't just any Benedictine monastery. This, this is, is the the. This is the one. Yeah. Like right. was this his first one that he because he established. So he many. established many, but this one was. Uh, it, it actually fell into ruin, but it was reestablished by American monks not too long ago. It had fell, right. fallen into ruin for a long time. But oh, and I should probably also mention the, the glasses. The, the glasses are great. So the glasses. You should yeah. probably put one of those who have on more more yeah. full. Yeah. There you go. 
Yeah. And uh, the, the glasses are great because you can see that we're drinking the blonde tonight. And uh, in it, you can see the uh, Nursia label. Nursia is the Latin name for the town. Norcia is the name in Italian. And uh, they all pray the office and the li- and all the sacraments in the in the traditional form of the Roman rite. So the extraordinary form. So everything's in Latin. So mm-hmm. even the name of their beer. And so they're, they're they're very similar to Clear Creek. Would very you say similar? Because um, Clear Creek's also Benedictine. Yes. So very similar because they're uh, very much a return to the roots of, of the liturgy of the, of the liturgy and the rule of life. Mm-hmm. And their um, their motto for their beer is "Ut Latificat Cur," so that the heart might be gladdened. Mm. Is that from Psalms? Yes, Psalm one hundred and six. Yes. So and they have a beautiful uh, emblem there of their. Uh, their rose window as well. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, no kidding. So, great? so what? What are your thoughts of the blonde? Mm. If you had to give tasting notes, what would what would your tasting notes be? It's 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 not. Uh, it's not excessively hoppy. If you like hops, they're there because it's a nice blonde. Yeah. But it's not too overwhelming. I agree. It's no. very smooth. Yeah, and so uh, how do you purchase this? How, how do you get this beer? Okay, so I ordered I ordered this. Online. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure if the new liquor laws have anything to do with they it, do. It, it coming. I think that it does. They yes. do. I ordered this a year ago, and they said, they, they took my money, and then they said, oh, you live in Oklahoma. I'm sorry. You can't have beer delivered to your okay. door. Okay. Yes. So, I've heard this story, and I've also heard other mm-hmm. people who... Had no problem. It, it did arrive. Yeah, they guess they're friends with the post office. I don't know. I, the ones that we got first when we had the, the right. darker... It, I ordered it from, and it showed up to my door. Really? Yes. Are you serious? I, yeah. Wow. So, so I don't know. I don't know. It depended wow. on who was doing the shipping that maybe, day. Maybe, so. maybe it was the $20 that I gave the post office yeah, guy. Yeah. I don't know. I was so excited <laughs> after the, the new, Okay, so Oklahoma has new liquor laws. If you don't live here, I'm, you know, I'm, it, it's okay. But uh, we have new liquor laws, so I thought, oh, I'm going to try this again. Now that we have new laws where you can actually buy strong beer, even in grocery stores and... and uh, uh, gas stations even, which is really great for us because mm-hmm. we hadn't done this because we live in a very Baptist state. and um, Which we're, we're fixing. Right. Yes. Yeah, we're Slowly fixing it. That's why St. Michael Catholic Radio is in existence. It's working on it. <laughs> is, to, is, to, is to make everybody Catholic in the Tulsa Diocese. Right. Well, you know, it. that's our goal. That, that, is, true. that is true. Originally, trace it far enough back, and every Christian was Catholic. So yeah. I mean, so our, that's home. our goal. Yeah. Catholics come home, non-Catholics come home. Yes. So anyway, I just went to their website, which is Nursia... 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 Monks.org. yeah. Right. I just go- I think if you just Google Nursia, N-U-R-S-I-A, mm-hmm. the first result... Is and, that. And then it. there's the you know beer and... Right. Uh, it is expensive to ship. Yeah. So uh, you want to ship a few bottles. Yeah. So I got six. Smart move. Uh, yeah. Because, first of all, it's expensive beer... Anyway, because it's right, because it's, it's delicious. Good. You ship I mean, four, it's going to be is, about fifty bucks for shipping. You ship six, it's about fifty bucks for shipping. So it was, thir- well. it was thirty. Thir- hey, thirty oh, bucks okay. for shipping, nice. Yeah. Nice. and I got six bottles. So nice. The the beer is so it's six it's six percent alcohol, and I do taste a little bit of the like grain, uh, like kind of hay uh, taste to it. I, I have a lot of like, flavors as far as like earthy flavors to it. Do you do you get mm-hmm. that? Yes, oh, yeah. I do. Yeah. Now, now that you say that, you know, so I'm not, that's a qualified yes, because we'll be right back. We're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass.
Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I'm David Niles. Here with Adam Minahan and our special guest, Father Sean Donovan. Father, can I call you John? Can I do that? I mean, you could. I'm not. I won't. Yeah, I won't my, my mother's actually listening. She gave me that name, so yeah. You know, maybe not. Does she know the Sean John? She yeah. knows. She knows. Yeah. She gave it. What is uh, I, I have a question. Why is your family so intelligent? <laughs> well, this is this is a trait in the Donovan household that we're we're you guys are knower of things. You we we you know, know things, and uh, you know my mom would like to say that you know if you don't know something, especially if it was my dad, he could come up with an answer that just sounded right. Yeah, and um, she would call it a dad answer. And so you guys this, are both dads. You, so you have you a like, brother. I like you have dad a brother. Answers. I have a brother. Yeah. So is this one of those like between me and my brother, we know everything? Um, Except like for real, one of us might think that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so hold on, I got I I to tell this uh, this quick story. We were just uh, our episode, our outro music didn't cut right, and so we cut just at the right time. And you said your guardian angel must have said something, right? Yeah. So this is a this is a dad dad story here. <laughs> this is a, the alt. If you're a kid listening with your dad right now, this is the ultimate Catholic kid hack. I was at, okay. we were at the dinner table and I look over at Jude and he's not eating and we were mm. all basically finished. He still had almost a whole plate. Right. And I said, Jude, uh, why are you not eating? And he goes, I am waiting for my guardian angel to finish praying for me before I eat. Tough, and I go, tough to argue with yeah. that. <laughs> like, oh yeah. Okay. So, well, and you're uh, named for impossible causes. <laughs> yeah. You did that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, nomen est onum, nomen est omen, my friend. <laughs> so <laughs> the name is the destiny. Yeah. So uh, I was like, man, that was so good. That I can't really believe good. you 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 pulled that one on me. Okay. So speaking of pulling things on each other, yes, I felt like a little betrayed recently. Oh, wow. When I felt when I By found who? out that I it's like you think you know somebody, <laughs> you think no. you know a guy, and then all of a sudden you find out that. They happen to be a fencing national champion from college, okay? Sure. Father Donovan, who? Yes, sir. This man here on the screen. Yeah. Do yeah, you do you recognize this man? I do. It's been 15 years, though, if you'll believe it. Yeah, well, that, that photo might have even been older. Yeah. So you're a national champion in foil fencing yes. did you just say foil do you say foil? so fin- in fencing say? so it was a it's a it's a whole team sport so you have to you have to actually win you have to be champions in foil saber epe men's and women's combined and unless you're the best in every category you're not national champions really yeah what if you know like one school is best at foil and the other school is best at like whatever and it's then like you're not champions so there's no <laughs> champion that year so no so somebody's gonna be better in more than one of the areas, and uh, as long as you can beat them, okay. So it's somebody's going to be slightly better. I see. I see. Even if they would trounce you in one of like one of the blades, as long as their cumulative scores were higher because they beat you in all the other categories, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Cumulative wins. Well, if you were at the lackey's house whenever we were doing the. Uh, we weren't fencing, but we were... Oh, right, you're stabbing each other. Yes. Stabbing each other with, like, with the, pool the noodles pool or noodles. Right, yeah. Right, right. We were practicing for were the Crusades. <clears throat> yeah, I was there. Yeah, Did but you win? I left early. But he left, right, <laughs> he left right before it happened. Well, the right. uh, so you, you went to Notre Dame, which is where I you're did. a national champion, and yeah. there is a, a history in your family. Yeah, that's my uh, grandfather's fencing team back in Gerard? the 30s. Gerard? Is that yeah, Gerard. Gerard. Jerry, Jerry Donovan was a saber fencer, 
And he was, then he signed up, he married our grandmother. He went to St. Mary's College across the street, and then he signed up uh, to fight in World War II. So he stormed beaches in the Pacific uh, and then came home. Probably using a gun, not not a sword as much. Not as much, I yeah. presume, but you know. Uh, then were he got home. Still popular? Yeah, they were still popular. They, oh yeah, I'm you know I'm sure they were used. And uh, then we then he came home and actually made sure that uh, they had a few more kids, including my dad, which helped. Thank helped, God. Helped, Thank God. Helped. Yeah. So he. So your came grandfather home. is on the bottom third from the right. Yes. So he's that's that's my grandpa. Yeah. So Grandpa Donovan he fenced in Notre Dame, and then my cousin Mick Sweeney fenced Notre Dame, and then I did as well. Mick and I uh, both fenced here locally trying to uh, learn and bone up our games so we could walk on. And we were able to walk no on. No kidding. Yeah. So we were able to walk on, and they were very open to it at the time. And so we were just happy that we were able to fence with some of the best in the world, World Cup champs and uh, um, Olympians. That is phenomenal. It was great. It was a lot of fun. I mean, like, everybody wants to be able to learn how to um, – Stab someone, you know, <laughs> yes, but with some finesse. Yes. Yo, yes, I agree. Yeah. I, I was going to maybe add something to that, but no, there's nothing <laughs> nothing to add. Uh, so the reason I think that this, this photograph, especially the one of your grandfather, fits in because it's a relic, and which happens to be it's our true. topic today. It is. Absolutely. We want to talk about relics. Yeah. Uh, so the topic is a relic, is, is relics in general. The man gear... Today is also, is also a relic, a relic yeah. because it's something that uh, everybody really has the the opportunity to own yeah. a, some form, uh, some class of relic. Maybe yeah. not a first class relic. Yeah. Uh, probably be very, very, be very hard. Probably not a first. Yeah, that's kind of you, a can, you, you, you can. You can. It's possible. It's difficult to do. Now the 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 Holy See won't issue one for personal use. It has to be for ecclesial use. In years past, there are people who have been given them. Yeah, so, so it has to be like in your family, right? Because you might have, you know, if you had an aunt or like a someone in your family who was a religious something, whatever, there right. might be one floating yeah. around. But. Actually, you had a bunch of those from our great aunt as well, from mm-hmm. Saint Dominic, actually, because she was a Dominican. Sweet, nice. yeah, yeah. Nice. Okay, so uh, how do you want to do this? Do you want to? You want to? Let's well, define this is the what man relic- gear. Yes. This is the man gear. Right. Do we want to define what it is first, yeah, yeah. though? Yeah. Let's, I think, let's talk about okay. what it is. Great. So and the, and the classes. Right. So we're going to talk about that too. Yes. So what's a relic? And um, well, instead they're of basically like chomping, uh, yeah. rabbit foot feet, right? They're lucky rabbit feet, basically. Yeah, like no. everybody. Nope. That's no, I think. No. Oh, that's not. Yes, no. that is it. No. no. Oh no. <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh. Okay. So all right. When you talk Mix to that. your kids about relics, because I'm sure you two probably already have. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying not to talk about death as much with my kids because I I did a little too much. I went uh, I think overboard on oh. All Souls Day, and oh, okay. like now my 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 children are asking how many weeks until they die. Oh wow! Well, actually, some of the saints were given that gift to know actually yeah. the date of their death. That would be yeah. awesome. That would it's be kind of cool. Yeah, that would be cool. So you know when to get your house in order. Okay, which so is <laughs> I do always this, now. Yeah. I'm doing this 12 year Saint Bridget devotional mm, prayer. Mm-hmm, One mm-hmm. of the promises is that you will be notified thir- 30 days in advance of your death. Wow! By email or I have not. <laughs> by I, I don't know. I you haven't have, even submitted your email I yet. I have not no received one. any messages. <laughs> As of yet. Yeah. And one of the promises is if you keep uh, saying the prayer, even if you don't make it to the 12 year, but your intention is because like you're, right. you're going to die before right. the 12 years, yeah. you will still uh, have all those 
So we're um, gonna get the graces. Yeah, all the graces. Nice. It's a lot of. We'll, that's a total. We could do yeah, a whole episode. Off, that's, yeah, you yeah. should probably actually. Yeah. That's kind of. It's kind of a cool topic. Yeah, yeah. it's a good one. But, okay. Relics. Okay. So relics. So where does the idea come from? Okay. So have you ever seen the Sandlot? Totally. Yes. Okay. Of course. And of course. <clears throat> where did you get the ball? From the guy. It was uh, like signed and stuff. Signed by Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth. Yeah. So the great Bambino. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So much prized by all these little secular children. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, yeah. So we Definitely already, something you should not actually play baseball with. We already have a whole mentality of relics throughout the world. Everybody has it. So if you're like, oh, I don't really care about Babe Ruth baseball. It's like, okay, what do you care about? You care about uh, movies, movie stars. Great. So my mom was just telling me a story. My mom is, I guess, watching. So hi, mom. Um, my mom was telling me a story that uh, the... Smithsonian in D.C., they just spent a fortune uh, renovating and repairing the ruby slippers from the Wizard of Oz. No kidding. Wow. Yeah, because these were the actual ruby slippers from the Wizard of Oz. So they spent a fortune doing it and put it on display, and they had a whole ceremony, and everybody's very excited about these shoes that were in a movie like 100 years ago. Right. But if you really love that movie, it's very precious. It's how much value you've placed on these uh, objects that were used in a movie. Now, some people might say, oh, man, that's stupid. But it's like, oh, really? Well, uh, if you met your favorite actor, athlete, whatever, what's the normal thing to do? Ask for an autograph. Ask for an autograph. Or a picture. Or a picture. A selfie. Right. Yeah. It's like, what if you got your own, his baseball card signed by him? That right. value just skyrockets. Mm-hmm. Even if you just have like a rookie card mm-hmm. and he's not even signing it. That stuff's worth a lot of money. You get Jordan, you know, like Michael Jordan rookie card, whatever. Troy Aikman, yeah. I got Aikman, one. Yeah, it's like, rookie and this is just card. a photo. He didn't even actually even own this stuff. Right, it's right. just an image. Yeah. Right, it's already built into humanity to have this idea of relics. Like this, these things are important because we love the people. Yeah, mm-hmm. like if you could get the underwear that Babe Ruth was wearing <laughs> when he hit that home, you know, like yeah, he yeah, pointed. That's, that's it's weird. like that would be. I mean, but. That would be. But that's it, what you sure. thought of. I'm that? just saying, like, this is a is, weird. It could be weird. Off, it yeah, even can weird. be weird stuff like it's that. True, because uh, okay. some relics, you know, it's like are weird. That's okay, in the Catholic like, Church. Some relics are weird, and it's then like, you also oh, you get have, like you have someone's hair. Like you have, you have hair, or like an arm. You have an arm, or you have yeah. like the lyrics that, like the scrap piece of paper that Bob Dylan used to actually write yeah, down yeah, the yeah. songs. Like, yeah. Oh, like uh, awesome. Monsignor Gallus has all the stuff John from G.K. Chesterton, you know, like some of his notes and scribbles oh, yeah. and stuff. Like, yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, that could be that's pretty yeah. epic. But then again, you think about then you think about your familial relics, like you just mentioned. It's like, okay, maybe you don't really like sports and you don't really like movies, but it's like, but that's grandmas or that's grandpas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So therefore, it's a value. Yeah, for I mean, a family. Right. yeah, right. Okay, so we're about to we're about to hit our break. Uh, we got first cl- class, second class, third class relics. Mm-hmm. We can talk about that on the other side of the break, what they are, their significance, and then we'll jump into the actual topic and maybe some of the relics that we actually have here this evening. Excellent. Totally. Excellent. We're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass.
Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. Here with Father Sean Donovan from the Tulsa Diocese in Pahuska. Actually, you have three. You have I three do. parishes. Pahuska, Barnesville, and Scheidler. Yes. Yep. And my best friend, David Niles. Since you were... Well, really, we say five, but it's kind of a, that's kind of an arbitrary number because sure, we'll just say five. kindergarten, yeah, because I mean, yeah, our whole our families grew up together. Basically, when we had up to the point where we had the ability to say, "Yes, you are my friend," that's that it. that that was the time. There's not necessarily documented evidence that we were friends before kindergarten, but it is it seems likely, right? Yeah, very yeah. good. Yeah. So, wow, talking about relics today, we're right. drinking uh, some Benedictine beer. Uh, the mm. gear is. Uh, relics. So we, right before the break, right, we, uh, we got to remember. Okay, right before the break, we were talking about the classes of relics. Why don't right. you, Why don't you do right. like? Let's so talk about first that. class, second class, third class. Yes. And is that in the Bible? And where? And I was going to ask you this because yes, it is because yes. it is in the Bible. Absolutely. Can yeah. you think of any stories that go along with relics? Yeah, yeah. I can. Yeah, tell me some. Okay, uh, so in the Old Testament, I think it's Elijah. Is it Elijah? It's Elisha, his Elisha. Okay, yeah. so in Second the, Kings, the double, the double Second spirit Kings thirteen twenty. So a guy, this is as I recall, a guy dies, mm-hmm. and they throw his body on on Elisha's bones. Yeah, and he comes back to life. Yeah, exactly. It's pretty cool. And Elisha's bones would therefore be first class relics. First class relics. Yeah. So the best kind. And then also, what well, uh, either what was it, Saint Peter or Saint Paul? Somebody touched his their some of his garment, but garment. also. When Peter's walking by, even his shadow. Yeah, his shadow. What if your shadow, shadow was a relic? Oh my god, <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> like, but how do you keep it? And like, here is my shadow. Right, yes, you can't do that. We pass it all on. So, but relic actually means uh, so kind of like to relinquish, right? Reliquiae uh, is what's left behind. Huh. Right. Okay, mm-hmm. I've never thought about that. So these are the things that have been left behind. So they're. Their flesh, their bones, their hair. So that would all be first, first class, class relics. And then second class relics, you have. Uh, wait, like wait, fr- wait. Let's. Uh, first class relic is the body of the saint. And why would it be first class? Because it's the body of the saint that's going to be part of their glorified body in heaven. This mm. actual material will be part of their glorified body. Yes. Whoa. Yes. Yeah. Totally, dude. It's epic. That is that is kind of mind blowing. Yeah. Okay. We almost need to have an entire session just on the seven attributes of glorified bodies. There are seven. There's seven. There are seven of them. But that makes sense. That's I mean, just seven. A trailer. Yeah, perfect you know. number. Yeah. And St. Thomas Aquinas. You yeah. Know. I mean, he knows what he's doing. Yeah. And also, God knows what he's doing. And, yeah. Uh, it's true. And I you know think what? God is a big fan of like coincidences. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, happen to be just seven happens. sacraments. Here or we happen go. to be seven of this. <laughs> and, and, you know, when St. Thomas says, you know, offering his work on the Eucharist to the Lord on the cross at his study, at his desk, saying, is this right? The Lord says, Thomas, you've written well of me. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, if you get divine approval of your work, okay. You should you're probably, doing pretty good. You're doing pretty good. Yeah. For second-class relics, also you have, remember when people were uh, just even holding or kissing the hem of Jesus' garments? That's not even Jesus. It's just this clothing. Yeah. And they're getting healed. 
Mm-hmm. So one of those citations is Mark so, chapter five. Pe- the, the, Peter Peter's 27. robe would be a second class then, actually. That would too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The woman with the hemorrhages. Exactly. Yes. So uh, when they're actually they're touching the hem of his garment, we actually have a beautiful stained glass window in Pahuska, Oklahoma, at Immaculate Conception, of people being healed touching the garment of our Lord, the hem of his garment, and in every other window. He just has embroidered crosses. In that window, the embroidered crosses are glowing gold Mm. to show the power of God coming out. So that'd be a second-class relic, either our Lord or a saint, when you have what they possessed. Okay. And the third-class relic would be like from Acts 19, where they actually take handkerchiefs and aprons, and they touch them to the sick, and and their illnesses are cured. And and even they're able to cast out demons because St. Paul touched those pieces of fabric. Big third, time. Third glass relic. Big time. Okay, so this all has to do with, right, it has to do with the body of Christ. Right. You know, and his best friends, the saints. Right, yeah. Right. So, I mean, we're all part of the body of Christ. You know, the hand can't say to the foot, I have no need of you. You know, right. so, like, uh, those who have passed on, right? Uh, God has given us the grace, the, the ability to u- still utilize the people who have passed on in a material form to uh, ex- give us... Different kinds of graces. Yes. And that ac- I mean, that was not articulate, but I it has to be accurate. So in, in the Summa <laughs> Theologiae of St. Thomas Aquinas in the third part, question 25, uh, article 5, uh, he also gets into uh, the difference between latria and dulia. Okay. Right? And Which hyperdulia. Is, and hyperdulia is also part of this article. Yes. He knows what he's doing. So He did. Uh, he really did. He, he really does. Word yeah. to her mother. Yeah. <laughs> And this is begins whether the mother of God should be worshipped with the adoration of Latria. Absolutely not Latria. Nope, nope. That's adoration. It's only for Almighty God. And Dulia is veneration, respect for the saints. And then, of course, you have the Blessed Virgin Mary, who is unlike any other saint, the holiest saint to have ever walked the earth and ever will walk the earth. She has her own category of hyperdulia. Between hyperdulia and Latria, though, we must mention that there is an infinite distance. Yes. Okay. Good point. Right. So even though she has her own category, it's still infinitely, infinitely separate. Sm- yeah. Which even hyperdulia oh is probably a lot higher than dulia. dulia. Like there's probably a huge space between between dulia her and, and right. the next highest. Like saint. If Almighty God creates His own mother. That's pretty crazy. And she mm-hmm. gives birth to her own creator. Mm-hmm. Then He loves her mm. as as a as a son would His mother. But also, as a creator loves his creature, we can't love Mary any more than Almighty God does. No, no, never. So, but... And interesting... She has her own category. There are no relics of Mary. So, in terms of first-class relics, no, there are no first-class relics of Mary. Hmm. Why is that? Why might that be? Yeah. Because her body... Let me assume something. Checked out. Let me assume. Yes. And... (laughs) So, no first-class relics, but there are a couple of second-class... And of ah, course, there are. Okay. So, second class relics, like one, uh, is the pillar in Zaragoza in Spain from Nuestra She wasn't even Pilar. dead yet. Yeah, she bilocated to Spain, to Zaragoza. And she said, build a you know, church in my honor and brought the pillar to start the church. So, that's even like a self starter. She's like, build a church. Here, here, here's a start. Yeah. Go Here for you go. It. Yeah. So, anyway, that's, that's where. Isn't there a veil? 
also are like oh there are probably some more from mary as well but um also like every relic every altar that's consecrated also has traditionally two relics of martyrs first class relics of martyrs so you have bones that derives also from having the from every on at every parish they should they should should ideally yeah so in the altar stone which is what also the priest and the deacon will kiss when they kiss and venerate the altar there used to be a prayer that was mandated to venerate those saints before you offer the holy sacrifice of the mass on their relics. Mm-hmm. And those in the altar stone are the are the relics that are verified. Yeah, these are first class relics of these martyrs. So you're supposed to actually have a stone. Yep. Yeah. So that's also yeah, that's something else. No, yeah, that's a whole yeah, you topic. couldn't even have non-stone altars anywhere in the world uh, until the 20th century in America. Anyway, so um but you can even get third class relics. I started a with the prompting of the mm. parishioners of St. Bernard's uh, Padre Pio prayer group, and they just give me you, they just mail you a third class relic of Padre Pio. I also have a third class in my wallet. Hey. I have one. Uh, this is JP2, though. Awesome. So this is part of the gear part because you can actually carry third class relics on yeah. you at all yeah. times or second mm-hmm. class if you have them. I actually and forgot I had one, and the other day I was going through my wallet just. Checking like what all do I have? In here? Yeah, right. And tons. I, I found like oh my gosh, I forgot I have this third class relic of Padre Pio. Yeah, I I have one of Saint Caterina with her that I got went up. I went up to her body uh, and visited her tomb. Uh, in oh, it's Ganawage. on the back of the middle. It's on thing. the back of the can metal. Can you hold that nice. up to the the bev cam? Yeah. I did a bev cam over there. So that's that's a third class relic of Saint Caterina with her. Nice. So, so uh, how and I like I have one. Also, if you touch, of course, to a first class relic. So you have a relic. I have a rosary that I brought along with me to all the holy sites in the Holy Land. That also be a third class relic when you touch it to there. Okay, but, hold on, hold on. Let's, let's yeah. say that again because somebody. Yes. Made, so if you take something right and touch it to a first class relic, right, it then becomes a, a third class relic, like those or handkerchiefs even, of Saint Paul, even the display case. Right, so that's close enough. You get it close enough because usually yeah. there's a protective case and you right. can't actually touch it to there. Yeah. Unless so, you're, of course, on Golgotha, then you can actually touch it to the stone where our Lord was crucified. You can bring your rosary and touch it to where his body laid yeah. in the tomb and rose from the dead. But St. Saint, Saint Maria Goretti came to Tulsa. Right. You know, she's in a nice... And they do that. Her, you know, body. You, her right. body. Her body. Her body, right. yeah. She's in heaven. Uh, yeah, she's in heaven. Yeah. yeah. But you know, infallibly declared in order to protect, you know, and preserve the her relics for you know future generations. Right, so, that makes sense. Yeah. So also, I, I should probably also mention that we have this beautiful yes. uh, devotion of uh, Our Lady of the Milk Grotto in Bethlehem. Did you so, say Milk Grotto? Milk Grotto. This is where she actually uh, nursed our Lord after he was born in Bethlehem. So if you've been to Bethlehem, you know that that's the only place you can actually get these. You actually have to go to Bethlehem, and if you. Uh, uh, you can actually pray this novena, and um, then a husband and wife who've been told by medical uh, doctors that you have a zero percent chance of ever conceiving. Uh, you pray with these relics, and you pray this novena uh, throughout your pregnancy because you will miraculously conceive up until. I the know birth. someone who has done this, and it oh, definitely yeah. it happened. I think I've helped maybe five or six couples to miraculously conceive through these relics. Yes. So if you know any priests or friends uh, who have been to the Holy Land recently, you want to make sure that you talk to them and ask them, do they have any relics from Our Lady of the Milk Grotto? And they can miraculously conceive you with these relics. That okay. is incredible. That is yeah. awesome. Okay, last segment coming up, talking about relics, drinking a little bit of Benedictine beer. We're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass. Cheers. Cheers. 
Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I'm David Niles here with Adam Minahan and Father Sean Donovan, expert on all things history, Catholic, and smart. <laughs> smart. <laughs> that, that was my major. Yeah, what did you major in? Smartness. Smart. Yeah. <laughs> yep, I majored in smarts. Doctorate, actually. Yeah, I actually had a 38 on the ACTs. Yeah. Anyway, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's. I think that we've done a good job, uh, or at least a okay job, of describing one, two, and, and yeah, three. Right? Yeah, we did. I think so. Okay. Yeah. Check. Um, Check. you you brought a, a couple of other relics. I that did. You, uh, showed. And I have one. We also one. have uh, relics in our altars, of course, but also oh, we yeah, have. That was a question I was going to ask you. Yes. So, okay, there's guys who are listening right now. Some of them who are either just Catholic or, or becoming Catholic, joining RCIA, and they're like, holy, like the, the idea of relics are right. maybe a little crazy. Yeah. So St. Thomas Aquinas, he, of course, is, he's already addressed this. So in that article that I mentioned, uh, so the, so this is... <laughs> you don't even know my question. <laughs> no, yeah, it's weird. So you said it's weird, and therefore your question is... Well, my question was actually because there's relics are already in the altar... Right. What what do they say to the priest? Can they can they just ask the priest to go see the relics in the altar? Like, what is that permissible? So, uh, it depends on the altar and the priest. Okay. So uh, yes, and a good time to do it, of course, would be on All Saints Day, right? Which you missed already. I'm right. sorry, but uh, it's a good time to do it, uh, or the feast of the saints who are in the altar. Yeah, yeah. Right. So we had St. Thomas More when I was assigned to St. Thomas More in Tulsa. we had a first class relic of St. Thomas More in the altar, which was in a uh, a glass reliquary in a stone relic, a relic uh, uh, altar stone that you could actually see. The beard would be awesome. My beard is pretty great. Yeah, that would be pretty cool too. Yeah, but yeah, has not offended the anyone. King. Yes, <laughs> my beard has not offended the king. One of the the last joke of Saint Thomas More. But that was epic. Left that out was, of the movie, but I love it. I love an it. Epic part. Like I agree. And uh, so uh, yeah, you can definitely do so. Uh, some altars are easier to be seen. The the stones are easier to be seen. If there's a more if there's an older church, the relic stones, the altar stones are sealed with another stone you can't actually see the relic mm-hmm. mm. and so you can v- perhaps venerate it but you can't see it if it's a relic stone yes can you describe can you it'll, describe it'll be, what a relic stone it'll be is? a uh, a square stone with four uh crosses one in each corner and then one cross above the relic itself christ the king has some of these oh any old church will have a, an altar stone and that it sealed inside the altar stone is the first are the first class relics of the mm-hmm. martyrs, and um, so uh, every church should have them. Uh, in the in the last forty years, people kind of threw out a lot of things that they shouldn't have, but that's also the the whole notion of venerating the altar at the beginning of mass is asking those saints who are buried there to pray for us as we offer the holy sacrifice of the mass on their relics. Mm-hmm. Part part um, of the reason why we incense the altar. That's right as well. Also, because it's the it's the site of the consecration, um, so that's one thing. Also, uh, Article Twenty Two of the Thirty Nine Articles of the Church of England uh, is against purgatory, the Romish doctrine concerning purgatory, pardons, worshiping, and adoration, as well as of images and of relics, and also invocations of saints. They just kind of they just throw in everything that they hate about the Catholic Church, 
is a fond thing vainly invented and grounded upon no warranty of Scripture, but rather repugnant to the Word of God, so say the Anglican heretics. But we just went through three different <laughs> biblical citations of right. where they come from. Right. Yeah. So that's that's very important that uh, when we're talking about latria is due to Almighty God and dulia to the saints, we are not adoring saints. We're venerating them, respecting them. So uh, that also extends to their very persons, which are first-class relics, and their possessions, second-class relics. And, of course, when we touch a first-class relic, uh, like a rosary or some other object, then it becomes a third-class relic. Uh, mm-hmm. How would we carry these relics? How do you carry your relic? I carry my relic on my scapular. So I have on my scapular that I wear every single day, I have for like, where is my scapular? Oh, there it is. Uh, I've worn it for, I don't know, maybe... 10 years and you can tell because it, it it's rough what does the word scapular I, mean? i have never had a scapular last anywhere close to 10 years well dude this you, one has the rope on it and my wife rope has and metal. uh yeah. has like stitched it back together oh, and reinforced it okay. just another good wife moment yes uh but so i have a third class relic of jp2 nice nice on, like on my scapular so i yeah. have uh, i have that uh, i have four on the front four medals on the front three on the back Wow. So that's what I All did. All right. The you're back. The, the back. Right. You're the back. approaching Shiite Catholic right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, the back is, is is for so I have Benedict Padre Pio and the Miraculous Medal on the back because it's like there's the spiritual warfare idea of like yeah. they got my back. Yeah. That's nice. I like it. I just carry uh, my Padre Pio third class in my pocket. You carry this every day in your pocket? Yeah, that's why it doesn't and look it's great. like this piece of metal? Yeah, it's a piece of metal, and inside of it, there's a third-class relic touched to Padre Pio's body. So, hmm. uh, Pat asked... I like that. Is it true that altars should only have relics of martyrs rather than of a saint who is not a martyr? Sorry, say again? Is it true that altars should only have a rel- have the relic of a martyr rather than a saint who is not a martyr? It used to be more strictly reg- regulated that it was two first-class relics of martyrs only. Uh, it's been uh, relaxed, so that way you can have first-class relics of other saints as well. But this all derives from having Holy Sacrifice of the Mass in the catacombs, and they were all martyrs. I see. So yeah. is it is it also typical that the saint that you're... Or the, the, the saint that your parish is named after, you probably have this. Best case scenario, you do have your patronal saints first class relics. Best case scenario, you can't always have them. I mean, like some of I, there's a I lot have, of saint a lot of churches named after Mary. I have three, you know, that are Marian. Or one is Saint Anne's in Scheidler, one's Saint Mary's in Barnsdall. Yeah, I'm not gonna And one's that. in the Immaculate Conception. Yeah. In Pawhuska and yeah, no. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of relics, but not Marian first-class relics, nor yeah. Anne. So you do what you can. Mm-hmm. But we do have a first-class relic of St. Catherine Drexel, and she started the Blessed Sacrament Sisters for Blacks and Indians, and her sisters actually taught in the school, our parish school. And she died in 1955, but some of our older parishioners actually remember her visiting, playing on the playground with them, and sitting on her lap. Wow. wow. So does that make... Can a person be a second-class relic? Uh, well, jokey ways sure but um you don't necessarily want to necessarily pray with them and we would always joke around with bishop slattery because he was consecrated a bishop by saint john paul ii right you're a second class relic bishop and he'd go uh, yeah 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 <laughs> he'd say no i'm a first class relic <laughs> <laughs> uh so fa- father before we uh, i, I want to make sure that we talk about uh, some of the benefits of having relics yes and, and some like 
some some things that have happened, some miracles that have happened because of relics and how they're yeah. used for maybe uh, the spiritual warfare aspect. I can tell you one, uh, St. Keterteka Witha is much beloved by our parishioners in Pahuska because almost everybody in the parish are Native Americans and almost all uh, members of the Osage tribe. And one of the uh, miracles of St. Keterteka Witha, uh, so sister... Kateri uh, actually took a first-class relic of Saint Kateridek with a to a young boy who was suffering from a flesh-eating virus, placed it on mm. his chest in the hospital room, invoked the prayers of Saint Kateridek with and he was healed. Because a prayer is the, of a righteous man is just right. Availeth much. Availeth much. Much. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Muth. Muth. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and another thing is that. Th- they will take relics and use them in exorcisms a lot. That's true. And, you know, why is that? So it, you want to support yourself with the prayers of the saints, but also much like uh, fasting, it's a physical form of prayer. You want them physically present as much as possible, these saints yeah. that you're invoking. So you can kind of make them physically present because their remnants of their bodies are there. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, this would also lead to a... Uh, Correlation between relics and incorrupt saints. You've had a session oh. on incorrupt saints? No, we have not. <laughs> the incorruptibles. Oh, yes, you must. You mm-hmm. must. Yeah. So. Well, you'll come back on and we'll do one. Okay, deal. Okay. All right. I'm glad we got that. Yeah, that, that, that squared out. It's, uh, yeah. It's public. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, what else? What else you got? What else do you got, Father? Let's see. Um, do we have any questions there? Awesome. Thank you. Nope. No, he nope, was just asking. Nope, so very good. So the why? So why is it important? I think a lot of people look at this idea of relics and be like, "This is weird, right?" And, right. And is this were, is this some sort of like adoration of the dead? Or it's like, no, we we covered that with, with latria dulia separation, right? Mm-hmm. So we venerate, we respect those who are holy and in the presence of Almighty God in heaven. This is not any kind of adoration. Okay, so let me ask you this: How do you get one? So with third-class relics, all you got to do is ask, because you can pretty much ask whomever, the foundation, Pontrepio Foundation or whomever, and they'll just send you one. Uh, okay, can selling. you, can, no, can you, you buy one? Yeah, selling. Uh, no, that's, that's uh, named after Simon, the magician, Simony. So uh, no, that's... that's uh, si- is Simony, is that how you say it? After Simon, okay. the magician. Some people say Simony. I've heard, yeah, I was going to say, I've heard more Simony. More upper class, but, yeah. you know, Simony. Uh, but I'm American, so I say Simony because his name was Simon. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> kind of like I say. So you do not sell or buy. You cannot sell or buy. So, like for instance, even if you order a rosary from the Clear Creek Monks, ClearCreekMonks.org, uh, and get a rosary of theirs, which are fantastic, I highly recommend them. They will let you buy it, and then the, they can actually check a box saying, "I'd like it to be blessed." So you buy it, and then then they will bless it. And then they will send it to you, making it clear that you're not buying any blessings. But it's the same, yeah, it's the same price either way. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. Uh, Father, end with the, with your blessing. Absolutely. The Lord be with you. And, and with, with your, your spirit. spirit. May the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit descend upon you and remain with you forever. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much. You're welcome. All right, so we talked about relics. We've been drinking Norsha beer today. Talking about relics. Relics. Blonde. Yeah. We've been yeah. doing that. We're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass. And cheers to Jesus. Cheers.